Welcome, Welcome to Fightconomy. Here, Here we cover everything from finance, economy, and how it affects you. Please welcome your host, Kyle Talks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kyle. You're so grateful. You're so humble. Uh, hey guys, welcome back to Fightconomy, where we talk about the finance, economy, and everything in between, and how it affects you. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so grateful to see you guys here today. Thank you for tuning in to, the, to this episode today. Also, give yourself a pat on the back. I'm patting you on the back because you're taking your own finances, the economy into your hands and you're saying, I'm going to be better. Not a lot of people do that. I'm going to give you a weird take. I don't know if it's a hot take, but it's true. A lot of in America, it's a privilege to be ignorant about money. It really is if you think about it. So you're taking a step to not be ignorant and learn something about money and teach yourself something and better yourself. So hats off to you. This is the show. Like I said, we're talking about finance, the economy and how it affects you. And if this is your first time tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Also, good job to you. And also, I told you about the show, but I haven't told you why I've done it. Um, in most households, talking about money is a no-no. Um, and like that may, that's a bad thing. I would say, um, money shouldn't be a no, no, but I understand the situations in some households where money might be a no, no, because it's always stressful. And, you know, my parents provided me, I came from that household and money doesn't need to be a no, no. We can talk about money. Let's not make it weird to talk about money. It's something we've all dealt with, right? We've all lived. So what we're doing here on this show is we're educating people. And we're making it not weird to talk about money. Let's educate ourselves. Let's better ourselves. Let's know what's going on with our money and all that good stuff. So if any of that sounds interesting to you and you're ready to get down to it, this is so. Also, I am the first person in my family to graduate for your degree in business and finance and economics, all that good stuff. I don't use these crazy terms. I'm not going to say, well, the product, well, the gross domestic product of this era was down to 18 percentiles. But if you look five years in the future, we had stagflation really affected even more. So it's bringing it down another. I don't talk like that. Um, I don't learn like that. I always say for if you can explain something, anything to someone and make it sound like they're from the fourth grade then you really have a mastery understanding. And I think I, I have a lot to learn, but I have somewhat of a good foundation of knowledge of this stuff. And I do not talk like that. We'll never talk like that. You'll never catch me talk. This is for the people, not the people who went to Harvard or Stanford for this is for the people. Um, so we break it down in ways that's easy to understand because that's how I learn. And I know that's how a lot of people learn. So if you're also interested in my main show, which is surprisingly called Kyle Talks, I do that during the week, week mid midweek and it's about society business and culture i have great guests come on talking about weight loss building a brand building a business running a business all that good stuff and everything fits into it society business and culture so if you are into great interviewer questions and great casual conversations where you at least get one or two things out of and just generally want to be a part of the conversation Go ahead during the midweek to Kyle Talks on Wednesdays or Thursdays, and you'll enjoy it there. Now, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on in our economy. So let's jump into article number one. U.S. GDP rose, but the recession is still being talked about. I'll tell you what that means right now. Jumping into the article, you heard it here first. Our GDP, the U.S. GDP rose, but recession is still being talked about. We're going to talk about this. If this is your first time here, also before we really jump into this article, I do keep all of my article links in the description below in the order I do talk about them. So please let me preference this. Don't take my word. I obviously have some biases that I do and do not know about. 
read them for yourself, come to your own conclusions. I maybe get something incredibly right or incredibly wrong. And more times than not, we're all getting something incredibly wrong. So please look at those for them for yourselves. Listen to it. Take a little bit of what I'm saying, but always go back and read these articles for yourself and do your own research. Always, always, always. But jumping into it. Yeah. GDP rose. What does that mean for the first times here for the uninitiated? GDP means gross domestic product. Kyle, what in God's name does that even mean? That means nothing to me. Well, that's good. And I'll tell you what it means in the most simplest way possible. You ready for this? GDP is just rich for making stuff. That's I know these wealthy, they they do this stuff to us. GDP, though, this is the wealthy language. They say GDP, us laymen, we say making stuff. So GDP rose, we are making more things, but it takes time for deflation to happen. Talk about inflation. Let's jump into the article. It's a pretty big one. Really interesting because everything seems good, but something's not adding up. The link for this is, so let's jump to the article today. Gross domestic product grows at 2.9% annualized pace in the fourth quarter. Slightly better than accepted. So we made 3% more things. Go America. Consumer spending weakened from the previous period, but remained positive. So if you don't know, also, they they measure these statistics in quarters. So there's four quarters in a year. So about every three months is considered one quarter. So they're talking about quarter four of 2022, since we're in 2023. So they're talking about the last three months, which is the quarter four in 2022. Just so you kind of, you can be what's going on. Because this stuff can sound so confusing. A sharp slide in housing helped pull down GDP while boost in government spending and private investment aided growth. This is, uh, we're going to talk about this one, but let me just say it again. A sharp slide in housing, housing prices or poop, helped pull down how much things we make. Interesting. While boost, I'm going to highlight this word again, boost and government spending and private investment aided growth. I love when the government gets involved. Jobless claims fell last week while durable goods ordered increased sharply in December, but mainly due for demand in aircrafts. The U.S. economy finished 2022 in solid shape, even as questions persist over whether growth will turn negative in the year ahead. Fourth quarter stuff we made, the sum of all goods and services provided from October to December, there it is, rose 3%, um, even though they expect it to grow at 2.8%. So we made 0.1%. 0.1% more stuff than we thought. The growth rate was slightly lower than the 3.2% pace in the third quarter. So from quarter three to quarter four last year, um, we we kind of calmed down a little bit. We didn't make it stuff. But yeah, so that's the article, folks. And here's what's really interesting. We are talking about a recession. If you don't know what's going on, if you haven't been here or this is your first time tuning in, guess what's being talked about? Because I know you've seen it. Inflation. Um, and I'm, I've done episodes on about why we're here now and there, I've read the articles and broke that down, but if this is your first time here. You're not too sure what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Stimulus. There's a lot of other things that I've gone into it, mainly supply chain. Like, so the supply chain people send you stuff to make a pencil, but then if the people who send you stuff to make the pencil start increasing prices or their boats get robbed or someone holds them at gunpoint for their stuff, that kind of ruins the supply chain, right? This is very oversimplified. That's also what's happening, which is a big deal today, too. We're dealing with a lot of supply chain issues. But mainly, let's call it what it is, stimmies. That's stimmy check. 
the brimmy with the stimmy. You know when you, you went to Red Lobster and asked for the whole lobster? You know you, when you went to Target when that $600 hit and you asked to buy one of them Target balls in the front? That's what happened. We're seeing crazy inflation, crazy high gas prices, and also the war with uh, Russia and Ukraine also helped gas prices too. So that is a, a extremely oversimplified version, but that is why we're dealing with high inflation. You put and printed more than $5 trillion, which is more than U.S. history. That number may be wrong, but I know it is the most we've ever printed in a matter of three months during the whole stimulus thing. Are we surprised we have high inflation? No, you shouldn't. We literally talked about this in my classes. We said, what do we do when we inject crazy amounts of cash into the ecosystem? Now we're living the effects of it two years later. So this is a very oversimplification, but I do have videos in the past talking about inflation that explain it a lot more in depth, and I'd recommend you look at those. But yeah, we're having a recession problem. We're having recession, uh, recession talks about it. Last year, we had CNBC, we had Bloomberg, we had someone on Wall Street, and I believe a professor at mm, Yale, I want to say, I know we covered the article in the previous Phyconomy, all talking about these recession looms. The looming of recession due to down jobs. And we've looked at unemployment. We just had a state of a union a while ago. Um, and like I said, we don't get political. We talk about money. Money's money. And sometimes politics is mixed in with that. We had a state of union where our president stated that, you know, the unemployment numbers have low as they've ever been. Of course, looking at this from a objective point of view, they're every president ever, regardless of whatever you want to be in office or whoever, they skew numbers. Sorry to burst your bubble uh, if you didn't know this, but they skew numbers to a little bit a year before they take presidency. So they'll look at numbers which are usually either A, at their highest or B, at their lowest historically a year during the previous president's term, and they usually skew it to that up to the day they enter office. So recently we said we have the lowest unemployment rate ever. Ugh, if you're looking at some like a certain time frame, you can for sure make it look like, like, like that. But we've talked about it in the past, and please go back and read those articles and listen to those episodes. We're having a huge, a huge employment problem. Actually, people are employed, if you're looking for work, you have the power and the companies don't anymore. Usually eight times out of 10, the company has the leverage. But right now, even today, as I'm speaking to you in February of 2023, the workers, the people looking for work, they have the leverage right now because we see a lots of office jobs, blue collar work. We see lots of retail jobs offering higher percentage just to attract talent to come in and then to keep them. We've looked at a statistic, for, was it two, two Phyconomy episodes ago, where people actually make more money if they quit their job and look for another one because they can negotiate higher wages. This is definitely the worker's environment right now. This, if you're looking for a job, this is the perfect time to do it because you have the leverage. They're looking for someone with talent and you are that person. So it's interesting. We have an, the US GDP is rising. We're making more stuff. Which sounds good, but we still have this recession looming. You hear a lot of good rhetoric over, we're doing good. We're in a better spot. We are not. You're looking at it was relatively. You're looking at re rel relative to where we were. For example, I'll use this. I talked about this heavily during, I'm going to go on a little rant here, but this will be beneficial and hopefully 
I'll give you some new ways to think. But when you looked at the midterms last year, when I was doing all my Phi episodes about it, like I said, I don't take any certain specific political stances here. We'll just talk about money. Money's money. Red is red. Blue is blue. Money is money. Don't make it weird. We're trying to look at it as objective as we can. You had people on both sides of the U.S. political um, whatever parties say this is the worst or the best things have ever been and we can make it even better since it's so worse or we can you know what i mean so they they and they do it the and they use these terms relatively i remember um specifically on the democratic party i'm not talking if you voted for them who knows like it doesn't matter right we're just talking about money because both sides do this they said something i did an episode about it so please listen to i know i'm plugging a lot of episodes but this information is very good i'm not just saying this to say it they said like oh yeah gas prices are down because remember the midterms were happening where our gas prices it was like six dollars and i i live in socal la area it was very expensive and it was down to like five dollars and they said gas prices are down ten percent bro you say that like like we're doing like bro Okay, sure, you're not wrong, and they're down 10%. You know, right? You're not wrong, I guess. But also, we're still up 80% from where gas prices were three months ago. So that's what I'm talking about here. That's that kind of rhetoric where it's it's, it's a half-truth. And we're seeing the same thing happen today And when it comes to GDP and recessions. I mean, um, look back at all the episodes where I talk about inflation and recession, because it's a big a very wide topic being talked about a lot of economists and a lot of, yeah, just in general, a lot of economists and those on wall street, because we're dealing with recession looms. Our debt limit ceiling was increased. We're defaulting on payments as a U.S. house prices are still high. Fuel prices are still up 20 to 30%, depending on what area you're in. We're still facing incredibly high inflation right now. Last time I checked inflation was 6.2. Let me take that back. Not incredibly high inflation, but we're still dealing with inflation that's higher than the 2% mark that it usually is at or wants to sit at by the money manager of America or the Federal Reserve. What does this all mean? You need to know where your money is going. We're hearing people are hiring at a higher pace. We're hearing employers are hiring at a higher pace. We still see inflation up. We see gas and fuel up. Not as much as it used to be. You know, we we want to be objective about this, and that is a good thing. But still, we're still facing threats of recessions, threats of the U.S. government defaulting on payments. But they're worried about the $600 I send on Venmo. That's whatever. We're still worrying about all these things, workforces, For some reason, we can't fill these jobs, even though we're offering more money. What's going on, right? So you need to be aware this is what the economy is. The biggest thing to take away from this is it's getting better, right? I'm not going to sit here and say, prepare for the worst. No. Based on, you know, what I've seen, what I've been reading and doing study on, we're getting better. And we want to be objective about these things. We are getting a better spot, but we're not clear of it yet. So this is a good sign us making more stuff in the face of labor shortages and employment that's good that's a good sign that's definitely not bad like at all right we want to be making more stuff but the backdrop of this article is still kind of jury so keep your heads up for that now let's jump into our next article of the day higher interest rates and less jobs interesting Let's jump into that. Inflation decreasing and prices coming down, but we are still seeing 6.5% inflation and mass layoffs from top companies 
which smaller companies follow suit. News preaching getting better in the face of mass layoffs. It's almost like what I was just talking about. And then I find an article shortly after doing the research talking exactly what I was talking about. Let's jump into it. More Americans filed for jobless benefits last week, but layoffs remain historically low despite attempts by the Federal Reserve to cool the economy and hiring to bring inflation down. Applications for jobless aid in the U.S. for the week ending in February 4th, this is our most recent statistic, rose by 13,000 last week to 196k from 183k the previous week coming from the labor department it's the fourth week straight that claims were under 200k and jobless claims is just you're implying for unemployment right jobless claims generally serve as a proxy for layoffs which have been relatively low since the pandemic wiped out millions of jobs in the spring march of 2020 the four-week moving average of claims, so the average amount of unemployment or jobless claims that come in during four weeks, which flattens out some of the week-to-week volatility, fell by 2,500 to 189. Who cares about that? That stat. I'm just saying that, but that stat is like, that's more confusing numbers that mean literally nothing to you kind of thing. Um, last week, the Fed raised its two a weekend, not last week, it was a few weeks ago now, I believe. Um, last week, the Fed raised its main lending rate by 25 basis points, so they increased interest rates. Um, if, if you don't know what that means, um, when they says they increased its lending rate, they increased interest rates. And for the for those who are uninitiated, I will tell you what that means in a second here, but let's finish the article. Um, it's eighth rate height in less than a year. The central bank's benchmark rate is now in a range of four and a half to seven and a half percent. Jerome Powell spoke and appeared to um, journalists and stuff talking about how he foresees more interest rate hikes coming in the future. Yep. Uh, I feel like I already talked a lot about this, about the last one. I just saw this. And when I was doing my research, I'm like, no way, right? Like, there's no way when I was recording and getting, taking my notes for this episode that I come across this. Like, the, this is, it's crazy how this works. Um, it makes me feel like maybe I'm not stupid. Maybe I'm seeing something, you know. Um, anyways, my nihilism. Is that what it's called? Nihilism or narcissistic? It's one of those two. I couldn't tell you which one it is. But I feel like, yeah, I feel uh, affirmed. Wow, Kyle, maybe you are getting some of this right. But anyways, let's jump into this. Uh, this long short of this is interest rates are getting higher and we're seeing less jobs. And I talked about it in uh, two Fi Economy episodes ago. We're seeing mass layoffs. We talked about it in one of my episodes. We talked about incredibly high layoffs coming from Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Google. And if the big boys, if we're talking about the, the behemoths of the behemoth of the business world, and if they're mass laying off people by the tens of thousands, then of course the smaller companies are going to follow suit because that's just what happens. When the bigger companies do something, smaller companies usually, of course, not every time, but on average, do the exact same thing as them. What does this mean? What can we talk about? First, for those who may not know, because this may be your first episode, if you don't know why higher interest rate sucks, let me explain it to you. The Federal Reserve 
which is what I like to call them the money managers of America. They just have to make sure money coming in is good, money going out is good, that people are spending money. That's all they are, the money managers of America. Their job is to keep inflation down. How do they do that? They increase interest rates. Now, I can tell you're a crazy smart individual and you're saying, Kyle, how does increasing or decreasing inflation help or how does increasing and decreasing the interest rates keep inflation down? Great a question. You're very astute. This one might blow your socks off if you've never heard it before. So sit down. Money's not created when they print it. I'm going to let that sit with you for a little bit, especially in the U.S. Money's not created when they print it. Money's are created when you get a $500 credit card and buy something for $500 when you don't have $500. Money is created when you take out a crazy loan, do afford a house for $2.7 million or a million dollars or a one and a half million or $750,000 because you don't have $750,000, but you just literally created it out of thin air because you took a loan for it and now you are generating $750,000 for a bank. When you go to school, and you don't have the $70,000 to pay for a tuition or whatever. You take out a loan because you don't have that money. So you're paying it with money you don't have. But all of a sudden, boom, there's $70,000. That's how, if to tell you the short of it, it's by going into debt. Debt creates money because you're literally creating money out of thin air. You didn't, you don't have that a million dollars to buy that home, but you're taking out debt. So boom, you just created a million dollars. Thank you for your service. You are, you are employing people and making sure the cash flow stays. That is the very crash course of it. But the long short, debt creates money, not printing. So now that we know that, okay, so if debt creates money, what do you have to pay back when you get debt? Interest rates, right? So the ideology is if you increase the interest rates, you'll take out less debt because it'll cost you more money. So if inflation's really high and people are spending money, the money manager of America said, whoa, inflation's really like this inflation's really high. Let's increase interest rates so people don't want to spend money so prices can come down. Again, this is vastly, vastly um, summarized. But that's essentially the basics of it. So inflation is high. The, the interest rate, the money manager of America, they say, okay, inflation's high. People use credit cards and debt to buy everything. That's how the U.S. economy works. It's built on debt. Let's increase the interest rates so people don't spend as much, so prices can come down a little bit. And that's and there, there's a whole thing to it, but that's essentially how it works. Because you have to make back interest payments on your loans, whether it's cars, students, businesses, all that stuff. So if they increase the interest rates, you'll want, you'll want, you don't want to spend as much money because it'll cost more. That's the long short of it. So they increased interest rates. So your credit card bill, your school bills, your your whatever bills that you took out debt for are gonna get more expensive. They are going to get more expensive due to this rate heist increase. And on top of that, we have less jobs. Is is that crazy to think that these two happen at the same time? Higher six and a half percent inflation, six and a half percent inflation, interest rates have been shooting up all of 2022 now they're still shooting up in 2023 so it's more expensive to take out debt it's more expensive to create things 
It's more expensive to do things as an individual or a business. So when things get really expensive, who do you fire first? Your human resources, your people, your workers. Let's cut costs because things are getting expensive out here. I'm not surprised, neither should you, that this is happening. We're seeing high inflation. Interest is getting more expensive. So it's getting, it's it's costing these businesses a lot more money to do what they were doing previously. So that's why they're saying, we got to cut some jobs here. We got to let go of some people here. We got to completely restructure what we're doing. Um, I didn't write it down in my notes because this is something I heard before this episode um, or after I did all this. But Disney is completely restructuring their financial model right now. And by that, they're they're talking about Disney being three parts, uh, Marvel, um, their parks, and Disney+. Plus. There's something like that. That's... I may have got that wrong in some parts, but that's essentially what they're doing. They're completely restructuring their business model, their financial model, due to not only their stock plummeting, but also their the what's going on in the economy right now. They're completely restructuring their business and everything. And it, they're starting off by laying off tens of thousands of people and restructuring their parks, their, their Marvel stuff, their Star Wars, their Disney Plus shows. They're restructuring everything into this. So... Is that do research on that too? Because that is rather interesting. I was listening to a podcast talking about it. These are things going on. Don't be surprised. This is what's going on now. What does this mean for you? Okay, Kyle, I get it. Interest rates are. What does this mean? There's. I like to keep things practical. There's a couple of things here for you. One, you know that interest rates are going up. Try to avoid spending money on your credit card as much as you can, and try not to take out any crazy loans if you can. Very practical. You know interest rates are getting higher. That means your credit card payments are going to go up. Your interest payments are going to go up. Be on the lookout for that. And also, the second thing, the very practical information that you can take from this is a regular person that is such as I, exactly as I am, you know that the job market is in your favor. So if you've already been looking or thinking about getting another job or thinking about asking for a raise, use this time to do it now. You are in the right position to look for another job to get paid more or ask for a raise. This is the perfect time for you to do that. So those are my two pieces of practical information that can affect you based on this article. Now, let's jump into the third one, which is a little saddening, a little funny, and maybe a little worrisome. Fast food inflationary proof. We've talked about it. We've seen inflation be this big old thing be crazy people have to spend less money i just recommended you spend less money but fast food is the cream of the crop they profit during these hard economic times um not gonna spend too much time on this topic i thought um it made me feel all those things sad funny um also not the greatest also makes me hate how people exploit cheap stuff that's not good for people but is like cheap so it's always in season anyways lots of thoughts let's jump into it fun topic kind of makes sense but also makes me hate capitalism is my tag for this <laughs> and also i say this i say this and i know i've gotten some heat from y'all but i like capitalism i think it's the lesser of evils that doesn't mean it's perfect but i think it's the best economic system that exists at this moment um so there's that kind of thing you know like i'm if, if you disagree with me, please, I would love to talk to you about it. Don't make it weird. Don't be weird about it because I'm very open-minded. I realize capitalism is not even close to perfect, but I do think it's the best thing we have. 
Anyways, jumping into the article, chains like Chipotle and Chili's are struggling to attract customers, which is weird. I think of Chipotle as fast food, but I guess this article doesn't. Uh, But fast food chains haven't had the same issue. McDonald's and other fast food brands such as Burger King, Chick-fil-A, In-N-Out, all this stuff have reported solid U.S. demand as inflationary customers trade down to fast food. The likes of Red Red Lobster and Applebee's have turned to offering deep discounts or spending big bucks on advertising. Generally, the fast food sector fares better than the rest of the industry during times of economic uncertainty and downturns. Why? Of course, because it's cheap. Why is it cheap? The food's not good for you. So, of course, the fast food sector, cheap, oily, salty, greasy, fattening foods, which are very cheap, are great for you when you don't got a lot of money because it's always there for you. Um, Not okay, actually. Take McDonald's, for example. The fast food giant said the U.S. same-store sales climbed over 10% during high inflationary periods where people are losing jobs and it's hard to it's hard to get a job. It's it, well, it's easier to find a job right now because there's more money, but there people are getting laid off. Inflation is high, interest rates are high. You don't want to be spending as much money. It's interesting, McDonald's and others like McDonald's have seen the actual 10% increase in sales and revenue. And here's the kicker, the second part of this statement. Helped by low-income consumers returning more frequently than they had for the previous two quarters in 2022. Helped, assisted, we made 10% more dollars, 10% more in sales and revenue thanks to the low-income consumers who are struggling to make end meets returning more frequently than they had the past two quarters. Executives also credited the success. Executives at McDonald's credit the success of increased spending of its adult Happy Meal promotion and the annual return of the McRib for its strong sales growth. Its U.S. traffic increased for the second, second consecutive quarter backing the industry trend among others like McDonald's. Uh, Definitely go ahead and give this article a full read. Like I said, the link is in the description for this. Um, Don't want to spend too much time on this because that literally says it all. Barbie surprise, fat, cheap, greasy, salty, sometimes fun food is cheap like this and they do well during bad economic times. No, I'm not surprised. Does it also suck that this helps people to be unhealthy, to not take care of themselves? They have to be unhealthy due to their current socioeconomic status. Does that really suck? Yes, that really sucks. So like, I feel like, and I don't like the fact that they said this increase was helped by low income consumers returning more frequently. Oh, I want to say things, but if I didn't keep it at least PG-13 on this podcast, I would say, some and like wasn't a man of the lord i would definitely say things that wouldn't be uh helpful or constructive about that statement that in mind um this is something for you guys to think about um fun topic i guess but something to think about that these places like this profit off of bad times because they provide cheap food 
um, that really isn't the greatest for you, but at least it's cheap food. Now, also, I like to be objective about things. Let's look at this in a different light. Maybe this is an incredibly good thing that when times are tough and stuff's expensive, you can at least eat for cheaper. Um, I think not a lot of people talk about that. I don't think that's a very popular take to have, but I think for us to be sober-minded and think through things critically, we have to see it from both sides. Now, whatever side you take more of a liking to, that's up to you and what you feel about it. But I think there is something to be said, and I obviously am not the biggest fan of this article, but I think there is something to say for the other side of this and that not maybe, but it is a good thing people can at least eat somewhat good food for their taste buds, not good nutritionally for them, but at least for their taste buds during high economic turmoil. Um, so there's that. There is that is. There's something for you to chew on. But guys, that is the podcast today. What did we talk about? We talked about how we're making more stuff, but jobs are still low and we're still talking about a recession. We talked about higher interest rates and how these top companies are mass or mass mass um, firing everyone. And we talked about how the fast food industry comes out on the top during low or high economic turmoil. So those are great topics. Um, I wanted you to walk away today with something, um, with some good information for you. Also, I want you to take these articles and some of the tips that I've given you and make something out of it. I can give you the tips. I can tell you what's going on, but you ultimately are the one that has to do and go out with this information and do something about it. If you learned anything, if you felt enlightened, if you smiled, if you laughed or you cried, please go ahead and share this episode on Twitter and Instagram at Kyle the Horton. I will love you forever, forever. Thank you for downloading. Make sure to review the podcast. And if you would like to support me, there is a link down below to my Patreon. Although it is definitely not required, everything I make there does come back into increasing the productivity, the production value of the podcast. I hope you learned something today. You are in power of your own finances. You are an amazing individual and you can do it because if humans, regular humans can work to become millionaires and be just be wealthy, so can you because we're all humans and we all have the same brain. It is possible. You are loved. You are more valued than you could know. And I can't wait to see you guys next week on Kyle Talks. Peace.